Happy Halloween, kitties. Andrew, the time is here. Finally. The time is now. It is Halloween. It is. One of my favorite absolute holidays. Yeah, I said fucking holiday because it is. Yep. Of all time. So and what are you guys? One of the oldest too. It absolutely is. Well, what are you guys getting into? Um. So our church has a like trunk or treat thing that we go to. Uh, we like it because it's literally just 30, 40 cars in a parking lot. And so you can basically hit 30, 40 houses in a matter of 26 minutes. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so especially when it lands on a weeknight and there's usually a lot of stuff going on, especially with school. Um, Georgia, Florida is this weekend. Oh, my goodness. I yep. don't even. It's going to be a fucking nightmare around here. Yes. Not as much of a nightmare as it was in D.C. this week when the Nats won the World Series. <laughs> That's true. Because apparently true. <laughs> it was popping <laughs> off, dude. Yeah. Um, I have a buddy who we work with and his family is we're all from the Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia metro area. And he was saying that like people were buying tickets for like. 1200 bucks and oh my god like standing room only tickets for 1200 bucks um and his brother-in-law went to the game uh on what was it wednesday no thursday night the final game seven game seven yeah so like he was just saying people had been drinking all day oh i'm and sure downtown was crazy which downtown's crazy already let alone after being fueled <laughs> for 12 hours alcohol because the ba- the game starts at eight yeah like, oh yeah like so late i didn't even watch it yeah that's how good of a fan i am um but if it ain't paw patrol i can't watch it anyway because i'm not allowed right well that's funny because i had a um one of my son's friends i was talking to his grandfather the other night and um he's a nationals fan big time nationals capitals mm-hmm. everything and he said um for game six, I think it was, right? Isn't that the Nationals had to win that one? And he said, yeah. he, he, said he went to bed, and they won. Yeah. And so game seven, he was like, I didn't even stay awake. He said, I went to bed, and I woke up at 4 a.m. just to see if they won, yeah. and they won. Yeah. So I think that's awesome how superstition plays a huge factor in sports. Well, it's interesting because they had won the first two games pretty well, um, and then games – Three through five, they got stomped. Yep. Like 12, seven, eight to one type finishes. Yeah. And so it was three, two after game five for the Astros. And so they had to win to even keep the series going. Yep. So they had to win two in a row under that level of pressure. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, yeah. it's nuts. Game six was close. I think they only won by like one run. Yeah. Game seven was a little bit more of a blowout, but still, like, it was close. And that's, like, the first time the Nationals have been to the World, I think, been to the World Series. I think, yeah, I think so. I honestly They've I'm been to the sure. playoffs a bunch Several of times, times yeah. and never got through it. Um, I'll blame it on Bryce Harper, but that's just me. <laughs> um, his hair can't win ball games. That's true. Um, as we can see from the Phillies record this year. Yes. But. Yes yeah it's just it's exciting to be able to watch baseball when 
their NFL team is terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I my Detroit everything sucks right now, so yes. like, I can't even say anything. But at least you have like you have the Red Wings. You That's know, true. like I they are the consistent. They win fairly frequently. Um, Up not until recently. Not recently. Right. I mean, but they have. I mean, yeah. Over the past, yes. One well, Vegas of years. Like Vegas's team just stomps people now. Like yeah, you're just like, Knights. where did they come from? It's like they went out and bought all the talent, and we're like, hey, we're going to do this now. Yeah. Well, they didn't even buy all the talent. A lot of this was from the from the draft. Yeah. I mean, you know, from the expansion draft. So that was a lot of cool. That's a lot of cool stuff to to see mm-hmm. a brand new team come in and just start whooping some ass. Yeah. I mean, East Coast, West Coast, Canada, you name it, they're whooping that ass. Yeah, that's true. So it's, but they're fun to watch too. So. I don't know. Well, man. Don't they have a new stadium as well? Like they just got a new stadium built within the last decade or so. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I couldn't tell you what it's called, but. Well, I've know. got a, a few friends that I play games with um, who live in Detroit, and like every time I go up there, we're like, "We need to go see a game. We need to go see a game." Oh, you're talking about the Red Wings. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Little Caesars Arena. Yeah, it's brand new. It's uh, two years old. Three yeah. Years old now. So like. I've been trying to get up there to go see them. Yeah. Because um, I love watching hockey in person. It's hard to watch on TV now that the tracer's gone. But yeah. Um, not to mention we live in Florida. Nobody watches hockey. Uh, Except for you. Guilty. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Fucking love it. So it's not like you can go and watch it on the TV at a bar and eat wings. Right. Because that's yeah. what I really want to do. Yeah. I mean, you could go to B-dubs if it wasn't a football day, yeah. I think, and get in there. But other than that. Yeah, nobody gives a crap. Nobody gives a shit, yeah. Not around here. Exactly. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how the season goes. <laughs> but the most important thing is that Halloween is upon us. Yes, that's true. And I think we want to make this our Halloween episode. Uh, if you guys noticed, Lyles is not with us today. Uh, he had some things going on and couldn't make it. So, Mr. Popple sipping on his beer is sitting to my left uh, enjoying his uh, his ale of choice uh, this afternoon. But, um, you know, I know, Andrew, we both kind of did a little bit of research on, on kind of the origins of Halloween, and mm-hmm. and I found it really interesting. I mean, what, what, what really popped out at you so far? Well, I think for me, I mean, Halloween is a, a pretty old tradition, like from a um, – like ritualistic perspective and i think there's a lot of confusion based Mm -hmm. on it like when i was a kid like we didn't we weren't really allowed to celebrate very much oh interesting um growing up in a very kind of christian background home um especially in the 80s when legalism was a pretty big deal where like people were policing each other and saying this isn't this you're worshiping satan if you dress your kid up as a yep cuddly tiger and ask for candy (laughs) like it's to a certain degree anything can be made satanic yes it can um so my argument is is that if you're a christian and you're telling people that you're worshiping the devil by dressing your kids up the the lord can use things equally as well as the devil can true uh 
if not more so. So like if you're a Christian and you believe in God, God is all powerful. Are you saying essentially that he's less powerful than the devil? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Right. Uh, But looking at the origins of the holiday as a whole, like the origins of the holiday was to ward off evil spirits, not to conjure them. Right. Uh, I mean, it's it's it happens in the fall. Usually during harvest times. Yep. That's right. And back in the day superstitiously if your crop wasn't going well it was the de- a demon's fault or a ghost or some sort of evil spirit so right. like right. that's where you start to see all the, i mean how do you deal with evil spirits if you're not like you know what i'm saying like yeah. no one knew what was what yep no one knew that maybe they got too much rain and there was some mold that grew on the thi- on their plants but it was a black mold that no one had ever seen before, so it scared them, and they thought it was the devil. Right. But also, too, like, in... I mean, it's difficult to say from a Floridian perspective at this point, but, like, <laughs> yeah. up north and in Europe, where most of these holidays basically started, like, that's the... St- falls the time where everything dies. You yes. know, all the bugs die, all the birds go away all the plants die so like there's this overarching like theme of death yeah. at the end of the year whereas in spring it's all about rebirth and plants and like but two if you don't do a good job <laughs> in growing food you will die right it's like That's so true. like if <laughs> things don't true. go well for you during the harvest yep you're gonna have a hard time making it through the winter and that's scary to people. You know, like, oh, yeah. you will literally freeze to death. Yeah. Um, well, that was the way of life back then. Yeah. I mean, that's what you had to do. You couldn't, I mean, I guess you could go to the store, but you're you're growing your own shit. Yeah. And if you can't grow it, you're right. You're, you're dead. You're going to die. Yeah. So, I think it put, like, I think people t- nowadays take food for granted. Yep. I, I say I think I know people take food for granted. They don't oh, yeah. understand what it. In most cases, people don't understand what it takes to grow food or propagate um, livestock for food organically. Yeah, not adding all exactly this shit. So like there were times when like locusts would fly through and wipe out the entire crop for yeah. this and the season, and the entire city would starve. Yeah, like. I mean, there's stories going back to, like, biblical times of famines and starvation. Yep. So, coming from, like, that position of, like, it's life or death, the kind of origin is around the harvest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, from what I I was reading... um, they're saying that it originated, and I, I did a little bit of research on the History Channel, so that's kind of mm-hmm. where, or uh, the History Channel's website's kind of yeah. where I'm getting my info from, um, just to, you know, give them the proper credit here. But um, from what I was reading, it looks like it came from the ancient uh, an ancient Celtic festival, mm-hmm. um, based on, I think it, I, I may butcher this pronunciation, but I believe it's pronounced Sam Wynn. And people would light bonfires and wear costumes and everything to, to ward off these evil spirits. Yeah. That, because initially, I think a lot of it was believed to be like there's an opening 
or uh, there would be a connection between the afterlife or other world, mm-hmm. quote unquote, is w- w- the way I read it, and our world. Yeah. And so that's what they would do. They would light the bonfires. They would go dress in costumes to scare exactly these evil spirits away or whatever it may be. I, it's just really fucking interesting, well, that's man. Where, that's where jack-o'-lanterns came from. So, yeah. like, the fact that you would carve a gourd in some sort of way. Yeah. Um hollow it out and put fire in the middle and you'd leave it at your doorstep yep. to either ward them off or be a container for a, a spirit of some kind yep. so that way when the fifth was over and they threw the pumpkin out or buried the pumpkin or put it wherever it decomposed then yep. the spirit would go with it probably in the garden yeah where this or the cemetery <laughs> you know like or that i mean that's cemetery. that's a thing like but then you look at the holiday as a whole now and i mean i know different cultures separate like spend it doing different things and i I mean there's still like the hollows eve and the all saints day and like all that stuff yep where kind of it comes from but two like the americanized version you people dress up yep they go from house to house um that is linked to that original festival of like trying to ward off evil spirits yep the same wind festival, um, yep. but then it like it morphs into this candy spree yep. you know um and so there's even links to the holiday with um daylight savings time where in the really? 80s and 90s the candy manufacturers um petitioned to have daylight savings time be pushed back so that the kids could trick or treat for longer and so then people would be Uh, using more candy oh nice so like it like nowadays it's just a commercialized it's commercialized nonsense yeah it's just like every other yeah there's no reason we do it outside of it being fun um enjoyable people enjoy it but to the same time it has been like capitalized but also kind of messed up with i mean people do do some satanic stuff on halloween like oh, uh, i'm not going to oh, yeah. say that that's not possible right um well, but I also mean, that brings too, us back to devil's night too yeah right the night before halloween which i actually didn't i didn't see in 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 uh, in my readings but i find it interesting that I, I don't know where i'm curious as to where devil's night originated you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was it a... Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it, it almost just... sounds like something that would be drenched in the occult in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, more than likely. Um, because then there's the whole, like, the trick-or-treat thing. So, yep. like, the origins of that phrase just in general. Um, And then... I mean, it's it's turned into, like, people looking for the trick, you know, like, or, like, and then you have people doing sick stuff, like putting needles in the candy and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then you've got kids going out egging houses and doing teepees and all that stuff. So, right. like, and I don't think that even happened. And it was probably mid 20th century. Yeah. It looks like, uh, it's been I traced back. To, yeah. It's been traced back to the mid 1880s, Ireland. Really? Apparently. Yeah. Like a night of mischief was 
about fairies and goblins mm-hmm. were in the United States, and, and it looks like in this particular article, Detroit is actually referenced. Oh, no. Uh, as one of the originating places for Devil's Night. There you which go. would make a lot of sense. But it, you know, the United States kind of morphed it into a night of like, you know, toilet papering houses and egging cars and, yeah. you know, whatever else. It says soaping windows, which we never soaped windows. But um, now I just thought it was really interesting. I brought this up a couple of podcasts ago, I think it's to where, you know, when I moved down here. Nobody had any idea what Devil's Night was. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense to me that, you know. Devil's Night in Detroit can be traced back to <laughs> the Detroit thing to, to Ireland yeah. in the mid 1880s. You know, I just think that's funny. I think it's amusing. Yeah. So, like, e- I mean, even if you look beyond like the trick or treating, going outside, dressing up aspect, I mean, yep. there's a whole like it spawned genres of movies. Um, it spawned, I mean, the horror genre in general is very deeply seated in kind of the hallow like the month of October to a certain degree. Yep. I mean, there's movies that take place on Halloween, there's movies that are named Halloween. Yep. Um and the idea of horror in general like to a certain degree, I don't know if it's a matter of like the enjoyment in us as humans of fear mm-hmm. and feeling i do not enjoy fear see that's the thing like <laughs> i do some not enjoy people it. do some people don't right and i think it's a matter of if you dream about it or not that's true yeah I like can see i that. think in some cases like people who don't dream often or they're able to like I've always been a very active dreamer and I've always been able to get out of situations if I was in one that I knew I shouldn't be in. Yeah. Um like I'm very cognizant well that's a interesting phrase to say. It's like I'm cognizant <laughs> of my dreaming since my dreaming happens in the subconscious. Right. Um but like I, I have the ability to lucid dream, essentially, which means that to a certain degree you can control the outcome of your dreams oh wow um so i mean sometimes it's easier than others to be fair but like if you're not able to do that and you just feel trapped in a dream um you're most likely going to want to stay away from things that can impact the outcome of said dreams (laughs) yeah okay makes sense so like for my wife she hates horror movies Unless they're absolutely ridiculous and could never happen. Gotcha. So, like... Evil Dead. Hence, Evil Dead. Yeah. I think she's okay with Army of Darkness. Okay. Okay. Evil Dead 1 and 2, though, are a little... Evil Dead 2, more not so much as Evil Dead 1. Like, Evil Dead 1 is very serious. Evil Dead 2 is the same freaking story, but funny. Right. Um, And just a lot more blood. Yeah. So, I think that but that storyline in and of itself is the woods come alive yep spoilers <laughs> <laughs> sorry to spoil a 30 year old movie yeah, if you haven't seen that shit yet you you deserve to have it um if you like horror movies and i saw some interesting ones on our facebook f- feed that i did too half of them i wouldn't agree with but that's just me 
<laughs> because Evil Dead is like Evil Dead Two is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, and if I was gonna pick like a top five horror movies, it, Evil Dead Two would be in one of them. Even though okay. I feel like Evil Dead One is more horrific than Evil Dead Two. Yeah, but like I mean that was a huge deal. Like that story in and of itself. Yeah, like hap has happened for centuries. Like people are scared of the woods. Yeah, you get lost in the woods. Especially when there's fog, you don't know what happens. Yep. You could, I mean, there's wolves in the woods. Yep. Like every Bram Stoker's like story, not Bram Stoker, that's Dracula. Yeah, that's Dracula. Um, yep. Every Grimm's fairy tale happens in the woods. Yeah, you got Hansel and Gretel. Yep. They go in the woods, the get eaten. In the woods, yep. Little Red Riding Hood. She runs through the woods, gets eaten by a wolf. Right. Like, <laughs> like three little pigs. It's so true. That's, that's just another fairy tale, and it has nothing to do with Grimm's fairy tales. But a lot of this stuff but it's happens still in the woods. the woods. And why do they tell these stories to keep kids out of the woods? Right. So like, <laughs> and, and if you look at like <laughs> old horror movies in the eighties too, like if you have sex or do drugs or look like a hippie, you're dying. Yeah. Like, what is that that's telling true. us? Children don't have sex. Right. In a cabin. Don't <laughs> smoke pot in a cabin. Yep. Don't drink beer in a cabin. All of these activities are things that you should not be doing in cabins. Don't do go, don't go to camp in a cabin. Yeah, but also yep. if you're underage, you shouldn't be doing any of those things anyway. That's true. You know, like they're always teenagers. <laughs> yes, they like are. who died in Nightmare from Elm Street first? Johnny Depp. What was he caught doing? Sneaking in his girlfriend's bedroom. Yep. Right? Yep. Um That's right. And usually it's the like virginistic female who makes it to the end yeah because she's the one who's pure of heart and right. then you see movies like cabin in the woods is an example where like it's a movie based on people making horror movies to sacrifice people to these elder gods yeah and so like they have a stoner they have a football <laughs> jock who sleeps with his girlfriend they so they have the slutty base. girl and then they have the virginistic <laughs> girl and it's like this formula that they've like made fun of basically yeah yeah um but at the end of the day like a lot of these horror movies are they use fear and like fairy tales or whatever you want to call them yeah they're using fear to keep us from doing bad things yeah because the devil or whoever right freddie jason mike myers this impending doom character whoever it may be right will murder you if you do something wrong <laughs> and everybody looks at it as like oh, i'm scared why are you scared because i mean if if they're you're not gonna murder you yeah if you're a virgin and a female they're not gonna murder you <laughs> but if you're hanging out smoking pot and drinking beer with your friends like and you're yep. 14 years old you're dead like yeah. you know like yeah oh yeah so yeah. like it's funny because it, it like the fear is triggered off of some a character and it's usually like based on like the part the people who are dying are striving to do things that they shouldn't do right even if you look at hellraiser as an example like there's no drugs and alcohol abuse but you have this guy who wants to be immortal and he wants to have pleasure all the time yeah but he doesn't he's not able to attain said pleasure unless it's through pain so like it turns into this real nightmare situation because he thinks he's doing something that he wants right but at the end of the day the re it's like those wishes movies where there's like the monkey paw or whatever it may be it's like uh, i never saw those the, it's like you have three wishes but they always have a side effect 
You know, like uh-huh. they're like you think you're like I want to be rich. Well, you may be rich, but you're in this pit full of money and you can never get out. Right. You know, like or like I want this girl to fall in love with me. She's so much in love with you that she murders you because she doesn't want anyone else to have you. You know, like wow, like there's always those like dynamic yeah. twists of like you think you know what you want, but in essence, you're wanting something you shouldn't have. Therefore, the outcome is bad for you and it's teaching others to not have those same types of imp- impulses right and so okay, that like, makes sense so like for me as a as a person who does enjoy horror yeah like if you're able to look at it through that lens and then appreciate the movie itself whether it be the effects they use in the movie from a practicality perspective sure like saw as an example is a super grotesque movie. It is. But the fact that those people were able to make those effects to look that real, and that's what freaks you out, is that it's that's real, yeah. is impressive. You yeah. know, like, because back in the day, you go back and look at movies who tried to do that sort of thing, and it looked ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, and see, those aren't the ones that get me. Yeah. The ones that get me are like the Blair Witch Project, which I saw, I think a couple people put that on Facebook yeah. as one of their... One of their top ones to watch. Stop the snotty nose scene. To not watch. Yeah. On my list, because that shit scares the fuck out of me. I can't do the go. I, and like, I watch Ghost Hunters all day. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the Blair Witch. I don't know if it's where I was living in Georgia at the time, but we had to drive down some fucking back road, and and um, a couple of my friends can tell you about this too. But the woods was, are scary. Well, <laughs> so funny story. So there was this road. And I, I don't remember the name of it now, but there was this road. It was a little two-lane road, woods on both sides, case in point, woods on both sides. And there would be satanic drawings drawn all the way down this road. And so every time you drive down the road, you know, for me, it just fucking freaked me out. But they used to say if um, if you got out of your car and ran around your car three times, your car would shut off. My sister tried that shit. It didn't work. But uh, I remember seeing the Blair Witch in the movie theater and driving down that road on the way home. And, man, I have never gone 100 in a 40-mile-an-hour in a zone, but I did that night because I couldn't take it, man. Yeah. Like, the end of the movie when that kid is standing in the fucking corner of that basement or whatever the hell it was scared the shit out of me. So that's that's one I don't watch. We stick to, like, yeah. fucking Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, like Jason and Freddy, I can handle because I know that shit's not real. But yeah. And the ghosts, I uh, can't do it. Can't do it. Well, I think, yeah, Blair Witch had a couple of things where, I mean, the fa- the way it's shot, it makes you feel claustrophobic. Yes. Even yep. though you're in the woods and you're outside and you're in the wide open. Yeah. Like, there's that aspect of it. And then there's the acts, like, almost instantly they get lost. Yes. And that's... A sp- that's a scary, frightening thing in general. Like, if you're lost and you're, you're somewhere you, you don't know and you know you shouldn't be there. Right. Um, but when you're in the woods, it's like every little thing, especially when it gets dark. And it gets dark early when you're in the woods, especially yeah, at wintertime. It's like... And if you're in the mountains? Yeah, it's super like 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and if you can't start a fire, you start freaking out and you don't know what to do. Like I've been lost in the woods and yeah, it's not like, it's not fun. 
and granted my mind i mean i i've been pretty open about my history yeah yeah. um on here but my mind was fairly um open at the time yeah and so it, it like every little thing you could hear every little thing you could feel and like when the fog starts coming out of the ground and things just aren't you know you're not where you're supposed to be yeah well you're disoriented you have no idea well for me that's like when i get lost like that and i'm looking every every way looks the same exactly yep and then the trees start to like kind of close in creep in on you yeah um and then all you can think about is what am i going to do how am i going to get out do i have to wait till it's morning or do i keep trying yep and then you start trying to listen for things. What if I do? What do I do if I run out of food? What yeah. if I run out of water? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you start to listen for things to help you guide your way, but then it turns into every little thing sounds creepy. Right. So I mean, that's as that movie progressed and people started disappearing. Yeah. Like before, I think there were like four of them. There were like three or four, maybe. They could rely on each other. Yep. But as they start disappearing, then they start freaking out a little bit more. Yep. They start thinking about the other people that they're with and worrying about them. And then they're trying to find them. So then a level of panic starts to set in. And no decision made under a state of panic is ever good usually especially in these types of movies right um but then things start appearing like they're being followed and watched and nobody likes that feeling either like everyone like has had a situation where they turn to look in their car and somebody's looking at them and it's like that feeling of like you know someone's looking at you yeah but you don't so like the idea that we can feel a gaze yeah or a presence yeah we can we we can perceive that so like there's definitely a mental connection subconsciously in the airwaves between all of us in some way shape or form and that i mean that that whole thing of just like somebody's following me somebody's watching me and i can't see them i don't know where they are and as the viewer too you don't know what's going to happen you don't know what's going on you don't know who is going to go missing you don't know what's going missing by whom it's going missing and at the time, it was released as a documentary. It wasn't yeah. even released as a movie. Right. It was like we found this footage. We're going to show it to you. Yeah. You and know. People bought it. And, and people I'm, bought I'm into it too. I'm yeah, guilty too. Yeah, yeah. Of it. Everyone like, did. Man, that shit looks real as fuck. Well, before there was no internet. Right. Like, That's so true. you just like you didn't you couldn't <laughs> look true. it up. You yep. couldn't see what was going on outside of what you've heard about it. So yep. it's like this real like word of mouth type thing, and like. I think that movie just changed not only filmmaking, but the use of atmosphere. Because, I mean, horror is very atmospheric. Like, it's not, like, you can't, you usually have to have an atmosphere of dread in order for those things to occur. Right. Like, and so, or at least to elicit a reaction. So, you look at movies like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yep cube hyper like all of those movies um psycho they all happen in a place yeah and either you're trapped in the place and trying to get out of it 
or you're trying to save someone from being trapped so they can get out of it. Yeah. So like, I mean, every movie, like The Descent, You're Underground, that movie, well, As Above, So Below or what it was, the the movie that took place in the catacombs under Paris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they went to hell, like that had a really claustrophobic atmosphere where you're you're not necessarily fighting from something or someone right you're trying to get away from this impending doom that you don't know why you're in this situation yeah so like you're stuck in a house you're stuck in a basement house of wax that whole city was messed oh, up man, like that movie freaked me so out. like you have these playgrounds basically it's like an amusement park for horror where there's a one person who's running the show or a family if it's house of a thousand corpses or uh texas chainsaw or anything like that um you have uh friday the 13th when um mrs Voorhees is got everybody trapped at this remote campground or camp crystal lake yep where her, son um, was, where her son drowned. Every Nightmare on Elm Street, you're trapped in your mind. Yeah. And See, that's a freaky one, too. Yeah. Man. And so, like, in most cases, Freddy doesn't need to exist. Right. You don't know, like, he's not, e- like, in every case, he's the one that kills you, but you don't know it's him a lot of the time. Right. Um, Because he's taken on the form of something else. And, like... And as the movies go on, I mean, it's a person is trapped in a spot. Hellraiser, you go to the nether realm and you're trapped in the spot. Like, yep. so every movie, there's got to be like a wall and then something pushing people towards it. Right. You know? Yep. Um, and then the idea of overcoming whatever it is, is in that spot or not in that spot. Right. Um, so I love it when like there's movies that, you, they think that they've finally gotten out and then it's just like boom they're not out anymore that person's right behind them the whole time um but at the end of the day it's like inherently all of these things are trying i, I don't know that their goal is to teach a lesson per se because yeah the genre has been bastardized to this point right to the nth degree um yeah i feel like it's just going gone to there's not really a horror aspect anymore. I think it's just brutality. Brutality and jump scares. Yeah. Which I'm okay. Like, I get it. But I miss I miss some of the classic. Like, mm. I can go back and watch uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, Interview with a Vampire, yeah. um, even uh, Wolfman. Uh, it was the most recent one that... Um, Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox. Teen Wolf is yeah. great. <laughs> yes. No, Wolfman with... Um, God, I just watched it. Benicio del Toro and mm. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, uh, I thought was great because it was a great. I thought it was a great ode to the classic. You know, Wolfman. It was a there was a good yeah. story behind it, but yet he was ripping people's faces off. Well, that that's the thing too with like those types of movies, like the creature feature movies. Yeah, a lot of times you want to feel sorry for the creature, right? And in some cases like interview and with the wolfman in particular they don't have a choice like those people are trapped in their own bodies yeah i mean especially if you look at like the history of vampires and like they're immortal 
which yep. as a human you think is a great idea like i was saying earlier with the wishes like you yeah. think being immortal is great because of your fear of death but the fact of the matter is is that you're going to live forever and see everyone you love die right over and over and over again yeah and in the end you're going to end up alone yeah so unless yeah, you agreed. find other vampires to live with true but at the end of the day then you're fighting over people and right you're a murderer right because you can't eat french fries anymore yeah um yeah. like and so like the wolf man he got turned into a wolf right and he's murdering all these people and he has no control over himself yeah. and then he wakes up and he's like what have i done yeah blood all on his mouth and shit yeah, yeah man dr jekyll and mr hyde yep same example like yep. that is a i mean if that isn't a like plea or like a scare tactic for alcoholism i don't know what is yeah but like the idea that you drink something and you turn into this monster and you do terrible things and then you wake up and don't remember anything yep. like that sounds like most kids in their 20s going to a frat party yes, it like, does. you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah it does and yet we don't look at it as like a cautionary tale right none of them we do but in all case like the saw movies is a prime example where he was trying to teach people a lesson yeah it's like people are strong. They will persevere beyond what they believe they can persevere beyond in most cases. Right. The The only difference that sets people apart is whether they're willing to lay down or stand back up. So like that movie in and of itself is teaching people that like you are more capable of what you're more capable of. It just uses this very gross, gruesome facade to tell that story. But in most cases, like people don't learn unless they have to deal with hardship. Like right. you don't learn from getting something right. You learn from getting something wrong. And then it's that trial and error of figuring out what is right, what is wrong, what works, what doesn't. And so that's why the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. So hoping to get a different result. It's yep. like, like the goal in all of this is to figure out what you should and shouldn't do yeah and it's just a matter of how like that story is going to get across and right. historically people use fear because it transforms people yeah. like people do a lot of things based on their fear of the unknown oh yeah and that's all horror is yep fear of the unknown yeah and that's why people don't like horror movies when they like basically started out with here's the murderer let's see what happens yeah. it's like <laughs> i'm pretty sure he's gonna murder a bunch of people i don't care like, right that is that is gross yep like i don't like purge as an example like it's yeah. a terrifying like the a very terrifying situation scary yeah because yeah. it could literally happen today yeah, well and that's the thing i think yeah. they're playing off that obviously yep. yep um and no one would know what to do like that's utter chaos oh yeah you know, and it's it's a terrifying situation because like in like if you look at Romero movies or George A. Romero, if you don't know who I'm talking about, yeah. he is the creator of Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, um, Land of the Dead. I think he had a fifth one, Diary of the Dead. Um, but if you watch all of those movies, the zombies aren't the problem. Right. It's the humans. It's the people yep. that are not the like because when humans are backed up against a wall. They will do terrible things to each other. Yeah, to each to other. To each other. To as a way to keep themselves alive. Yeah. Instead of working together. Yeah. Which ultimately, I mean, 
that's something we have to do, especially in today's fucking times. Yeah, exactly. Shit, man. And it's tough. It's tough to do, but you're right, man. Like, all this shit is, it's, a lot of it's a good lesson, Andrew. It's a good lesson. I mean, you know, that's the thing I think we fail to, I mean, it's very easy to say that something is good or something is bad or you should do this or you shouldn't do that. Right. Like, if we look for the truth in everything and look for the good in everything, you're more likely to find what you're looking for rather than looking for what's bad or looking for what's wrong. Um, Because anything can be perverted and made evil. Just like anything, if you're looking for the good, can be good. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's... uh I think it's awesome, and I love this fucking holiday. It's good because I think it do, it show it it allows everyone to be a child again. Oh yeah, and yep. it gives people the opportunity to have fun. Maybe hopefully learn something. Yep. About the people around them encourages people to go door to door and talk to their community um which we do not do yeah i agree you know yeah um yeah it's pretty cool to see you know people in neighborhoods sitting out there in in lawn chairs you know they got a table full of fucking candy and shit but they're everybody's willing to say hi yeah you know at that point you know, it's the same thing with Christmas and, and uh, 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 what's the other one? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Uh, but, you know, I think this one, I don't know, this one's always been special to me, so. Yeah, I think, like you mentioned Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. I think Halloween at this point, I think it's still, it's almost purer than those two other holidays. I can agree with that. Like, not, and I can hear, like, people who are Christians and listening. (laughs) Yeah, they're right. They may not like that. Explode because I didn't say Christmas is the most important holiday, which I do agree. Jesus' birth is very important for those of you who believe that Jesus existed. Um, But the fact of the matter is, is that it's been turned into something completely different. And in in some cases, yes, it is still pure, and people do truly care about one another. But the the gift-giving aspect of the holiday has turned into this, like, one-upping situation. Oh, it's where, an obsession, like, dude. Like, it's people are shopping all year round for this holiday yeah. to give people gifts to make them feel better about themselves. Right. Like, and I don't think, like, I mean, there are people who truly buy gifts to make other people happy. Like, that's the only reason I buy gifts for my kids. Yeah. We don't set, we don't do gift exchanges between the adults and our family. We just yeah, give gifts to the kids. Yeah. Because they're the ones who appreciate it. Right. And it's like adults either will buy themselves gifts or like the act of giving a gift card in my opinion, is one of the laziest things anyone can do for any other human being. I mean, the phrase is, it's the thought that counts. Right. But being lazy, like, there's no, like, (laughs) 
if I ever get a Starbucks gift card, I know it's only because you were like, <laughs> oh, crap, and standing in line at Starbucks and just grabbed a gift card. Remembered, yeah. Because I don't drink coffee. Like, right. I drink tea. Right. They 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 bought Tavana and destroyed it. Sorry, I'm going off on a rant. But, no, you know what okay. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if... Like if you were to buy me something that you thought about, like I w- and even if I didn't need it or want it, I would be much more happy about like I get really upset when I think I'm just like an afterthought, you know, like right. I've gotten gifts from people. I'm just like, you had this in your c- cupboard and yeah. we're like, I don't need this anymore. I'm going to just give it to Andrew. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and I think, yeah. And I think Halloween is it's one of those where everybody has something in common. Yeah. We all just want to go get some candy. <laughs> Right, I need Reese's I mean, cups. I, I, that's that's my opinion. I, I mean, I and uh, don't get me wrong. I love Christmas and love Thanksgiving, but to me, this one is just—I don't know, man. The decorating, the fucking—you know—I'm especially now that I have a kid. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I got two kids, but one's twenty, so he doesn't really do Halloween anymore. Yeah, but like for Zach, I mean, to just just to walk into the Halloween store for him to pick out a costume is way better than me going to try to find a fucking Christmas present is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? I, I just, yeah I, totally. think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's almost, I don't know if I, I don't know if the word camaraderie would even be the right word, but I think it, you know, it just brings out a, something a little bit different in people. And I think that's why I like it. That's why I love it. Yeah, I, f- I mean, I feel the same way because, like, seeing your kids get dressed up and doing what they're going to do is super cool. Yeah, the sheer excitement on their face, man, is just awesome. Yeah. And the fact that they have candy all to themselves, I think, is... Yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's a plus, too. <laughs> well, it's a plus for them. It's not a plus for us parents. No, because then we have to do get their the teeth pulled out of their face. Yeah, and the hyperactivity. That goes along with it, and the and the eating till you're sick. Yeah, well, but even then, like the fact of the matter is, like, you look at the idea of candy and Halloween, like, as when you're growing up, either you ate it all, or you saved it. You're you were one of the one of two type of people, right? Uh, my parents didn't give me candy hardly at all. Unless it was from Halloween. Yeah. And so, like, there was this, well, this is my candy. I got to save it. Um, But then it also taught kids to not eat too much candy or you get sick. Yeah. And it's like, we only do that once a year. Oh, yeah. But then you look nowadays, they sell this candy year round. Like, they sell bags and bags of candy. Like, back in the day, they didn't sell these party mixes all year round. Nope. Or at least I was a kid and didn't have access to them. Um. But, like, I've caught myself buying them not at Halloween and eating them with the family. And it's like, there's a reason this is only done at Halloween. Because yeah. no one should be eating candy like this any other no. time of the year or it's, at all. It's a ridiculous amount. It's, a, it, it's, it's not a treat if you do it once a week. Right. Um, and so, like, I think that's another thing that it, it not necessarily is, te- like, teaching anyone. But if you're looking for a truth in something, like yeah, 
and just thinking about things, you definitely shouldn't eat bags of candy. That's true. <laughs> you will get the beatus. PSA. Yeah. Don't eat bags of candy. I assure you, you will get the beatus. Yes, for sure. No, we limit. We limit. Uh, we limit the intake. We don't. I mean, this between now and Christmas is probably the the most we will eat anything sweet. We just don't keep it in the house. I mean, we don't even have Coke in the house. We don't have Coke in the house. Sprite, nothing. Yeah, I've had. We we don't keep soda in the house. When we do, it's it's like once in a while. But like, it's definitely not something that I give the kids. Yeah. But even then, it's not a good example for me to have it and drink it and not give it them any either. That's true. You know, so yeah, like, that's true. I'll tend to make like iced tea or lemonade from scratch and put that in gallon jugs. Yeah. In the fridge, um, but it's like. There's so many things that we l- overlook, like these ritualistic type things that we overlook as, like, it's just something we do. But there's actually thought and something to learn from all of them. And I think, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and it wasn't until, like, we started preparing for this episode that I really started thinking about some of that stuff. And right. even beyond that, like, I think the winter festivals too like if you look at the origins of the not necessarily the christmas holiday as a whole right like yes there is like a history of um like the birth of jesus and all of that but putting stuff on a christmas tree yeah and like putting lights in the windows and putting lights on your house like that's all hedonistic behavior too yeah like that's like winter solstice festivals worshiping something right or warding <laughs> off something you know what i'm saying like yeah so i mean even that practice has roots in the occult in some way shape or form yeah but we only look at it from like well it's if you're a religious person in America, it's you are celebrating the birth of Jesus. If you're not, it's just a holiday that you celebrate to give gifts to people and have a good time. Right. But, I mean, I'm sure when we start researching it for a Christmas episode, oh, which yeah. there will be a lot of talks about Christmas because it's oh. my favorite holiday. Oh, yeah, mine too. Um, well, Halloween's my favorite. Christmas is a close second. Christmas is my favorite. Oh, man. For sure. Really? Oh, man. I don't know. 20 days or 30 days of Christmas start start December 1st with Die Hard and then move through like yes. a bu- like jingle all the way and oh that's an episode we're going to have to cover. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I like yeah. my I take pride in it. Gremlins. It's a Oh dude. It's a Halloween and a Christmas movie. Yeah. Um oh yeah. We'll still watch Nightmare Before Christmas at Christmas. Oh yeah. As well. I mean that's my I actually kids haven't even seen it yet. Get the fuck out are you serious yeah we were right waiting for the right time okay okay fair enough oogie boogie can be a little creepy sometimes he, yeah he yeah he could be he actually could be. the kids are the creepiest of all of them yes they are yes they are they're my favorite but i had that um yesterday when i uh i picked zach up from school i had i have a little dvd player in the console of my car and um i had the uh Nightmare Before Christmas playing on the DVD player. Nice. All the way home from school, so. All the five-minute drive home from school. <laughs> Dad winning. <laughs> yeah. But, 
he was like, Dad, I just want to hear that song. And it was Oogie Boogie's song. Yeah. You know, at the end of the movie. And so we fast forward to the end of the movie while you're in the parking lot. And so he listened to Oogie Boogie's song on the way on the way home. My favorite song in the movie is What's This? That is a classic. Um, seeing it performed live, too, is really cool. Um, Where did you do that? I've seen it uh, on the internet. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I've seen the guy. I can never remember his name. The guy who is Jack. Yeah, I don't remember his name. In the movie. Um, but he has a very extensive theater background, so that's where his like voice comes from. Okay. Um, as far as I'm told from my theater wife, but uh, there was also like a Broadway version of the show, like a a, a live action play, basically or musical, whatever you want to call it. Cause, really. Um, and the guy who performed it that time was really amazing. So. It's just the accentuation of some of the words that in, in the song, like the way it's sung, not necessarily the song itself. Yeah. That makes it special to me. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. That's one of our favorites. We watch every year, and I try to watch The Crow every year, too. The Crow is, is up there. I know it's not necessarily a horror movie, but it yeah. takes place on Halloween, and, yeah. you know, Devil's Night is accentuated, and, you know. That takes place in Louisiana, doesn't it? Or no, it just has that like real Creole it just has type feel. Creole, yeah, it's but it doesn't take place. I think it's um Oh fuck, dude. I remember I don't remember. I remember having a I remember when I saw the second one. Like I wasn't like we tried to sneak into a theater when oh, I was yeah. like sixteen. Yes. Cause it was rated R. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's another good one. I mean I I I also heard that they're talk there are and they are in talks about making a Nightmare on Elmus Nightmare Before Christmas two. Uh, I don't know well, what it it's going to be. Burton, Burton and Elfman. Well, that's the thing. Like, like if, if they're talking about making it, it took ten years to make the original. I know. And Corpse Bride. Yeah. Like the fact, like the stop animation is so good, but it's just a time-consuming process. Oh yeah. Um, and then to have to edit it after all that shit, like I yeah, can't, I can't like imagine. all those Shaun the Sheep and Wallace and Gromit movies took years. Yeah. And that's that's in fact the wife and I were talking about that last night about how just the amount of time mm-hmm. and like precision that it would take to film. I mean, literally, like, pose by pose. You guys can't see me because I'm not on video, but I'm making a weird arm motion. <laughs> He's but doing like, the pose. robot, folks. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, like, pose by pose to, to, to make this movie, mm. I don't know, man. It's great. And you mentioned Corpse Bride, too. That's another good one. Yeah. Especially for Halloween. Yeah. I think. Um, I, I that was That's one of my favorites, too. Coraline, I thought, was good, too. That wasn't Tim Burton, though. No. I mean, that one was decent. I, I liked... The Burton ones more, um, and I and I think like those types of movies are a good place to get started in yeah. like horror as for kids. But like even then, like some of it's just too much. Now, like I will tell you, that I just interrupted you, and that was fucking rude, and I apologize. Oh, that's fine. I talk too much anyway. I did let Zach watch Sleepy Hollow. Guilty. Guilty. The original cartoon version or... No, no, no. I mean, he's seen that one. Yes, he's seen that one too. 
But no, I mean the, the one with Johnny the, Depp. The Johnny D. Yeah, Burton Johnny movie. One. Yeah. He just got fired from Car- Car- Pirates of the Caribbean. Did he really? Yeah. What a dick. That sucks. Well, he's acting a little crazy. Oh, is he? Oh, well. He's kind of going on. The, he's he's doing a Jim Carrey. I mean, he's been a little crazy. Yeah, he has the last few anyway. years. Yeah. But. I think the yeah, I, I cracks of Crystal Wald took him over the edge. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, the 73 was, Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, there was yeah, probably too many, and it, maybe it's good that he got fired. They should have only done three tops. Yeah, man, they should have kept it a trilogy, for real. That's oh. ridiculous. But but yeah, man, like I said, I, I let him watch it, and uh, like I warned him before. I was like, look, it's bloody. And there's some creepy stuff. It's Tim Burton, and there is some creepy stuff. And I love Christopher Walken in that movie, by the way. Wow. Yes. I said it. There's no reason not to. Christopher Walken's the best. He is the best. No Uh, one has ever had anything bad to say about him. I know. I know. But I'll let Zach watch it. And he actually came out of it good. He wasn't scared. Didn't freak him out. Nothing. So, I mean, because Tim Burton likes to put a lot of blood on Johnny Depp. And you can. Yeah. That's shown throughout his movies. Yeah, you know the depths. Well, because Ichabod's kind of a little puny wimp. Yeah, and so like, yeah, putting a lot of blood on him is kind of funny. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The first horror movie I saw was Birds. Birds. Alfred Hitchcock. Ah, shit. Okay. It was we rented it from Blockbuster. Yes. And I was watching Hashtag it. In I our, miss you, Blockbuster. I was watching it in our basement. Okay. I was like seven or eight years old, and my parents had to take my sister to a softball. No, if I was seven or eight, she was like two, but they went somewhere with my sister. Um, so me and my brother were in the basement watching this movie, and there was a terrible thunderstorm that happened, and I've never been the same. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like, there's two movies that totally ruined my life. One being that movie. Jaws being another. Jaws, I love it to this because day. Because when I was... It. Oh, I love the movie. Uh, if you didn't know, they show it at the Sunray on 4th of July. I didn't know that. Uh, it's great. Okay. Because they serve the Nangasset beer in the can. No way. And then they have... Or what was it? Nagagasset. I can't remember how it's pronounced. It's a big word that begins with N. Right. Um, but they sell pails of it so you get like four and a four to six in a pail and so like every time the guy finishes a beer you have to finish your beer and then everybody like squinches it in the air and like throws it on the ground it's great okay that that's Um, going on my calendar right now yeah just like they play die hard during december do they really yeah okay so we got to make that happen too yeah i really want to go see jay and Tell about Smith. Reboot. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that off the air. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see what we can I wouldn't do. mind doing a meet and greet for that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I mean, 60 bucks. I'm also trying to get tickets to the New Year's Day show of All Elite Wrestling. Oh. But it's only on pre-sale right now, and oh, it's geez. not looking good. <laughs> no. It's going to be at... Um, Dailies. Dailies, yeah. And it's like 250 bucks a seat. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, no. It's a televised show. Yeah, well, fuck. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. There's not a lot of seats in that place, though. Like, unless I didn't you... even pay that for Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Yeah. 250 
Yeah. Shit. Just see some dude in their underpants right. roll around <laughs> on the floor. Throw each other around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Do, don't, do, don't want our sons playing with dolls. No. But we can watch men <laughs> roll around, roll on, around a on a mat together <laughs> in their underpants. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, there's there's that, a lot of good... That was the 80s and 90s for you. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I mean, there's there's a lot of good stuff coming up, man. I feel like we we started in one place and ended somewhere, somewhere completely different. We may have. But I'm okay with it. But that's the beauty of a podcast. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. If people are even listening at this exactly. point. Exactly. Exactly. If they are, great. We appreciate you. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Misplacedenthusiasm at gmail.com. Misplacedenthusiasm on Facebook. Um, yeah. I don't I mean, what do we got coming up? I I mean, we got Thanksgiving coming up. I got to be out of town in a couple of weeks. I got to go to Doctor Denver. Doctor Sleep comes out next weekend. It does. I'm going to force my wife to go see it. I'm going to Joker this weekend. Okay. So we'll talk about Joker next week. I'm excited to see what you all think. I am so excited. I can't stand it. I may piss myself when I get in the theater. It's not that exciting. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. My next good. tattoo is going to be a Joker tattoo, I feel like. If I were to choose a Joker to tattoo, hmm, it would probably be like Killing Joke era. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I feel like some of the grittier ones would ha- be hard to translate, and they would end up looking like Heath Ledger at the end of the day. Right. Um, but even just like the scene, like him with that little like stupid like resort hat that he wears yeah uh and <laughs> yeah. his like hawaiian shirt yep i think that would be really funny yeah so i don't know but yeah a lot of good things to look forward to guys uh, again we want to hear from you lyle should be back next week uh we hope you enjoyed our halloween e halloweeny episode <laughs> but until next week kiddos deuces Have a good one.